Hi, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Eat the Cake podcast. Yay, finally, after like months, months, we're actually going to do it. We've talked about it enough, and we've talked about it to the point that people start to like not believe you, and they're like, all right, she's not going to post it. Here we are. We're actually going to do it. We're going to post it. We're going to start it, and we have started it. We are recording. We're going. We're live. Hi, um, I'm Emma. It's nice to meet all of you that are listening. Um, I'm very excited about this podcast. Uh, Eat the Cake podcast is the name. I don't know if I've already said that. I can't remember, which is funny because we're only like a minute in and I can't remember what I've said. Anyways, Eat the Cake podcast. Uh, the name came from a gym member. She, I, I had put out a poll to like see what people had ideas for. And Eat the Cake was one of them. And at first, I didn't really think about it. I was like, meh, maybe. I was very curious to see what other people had to say. And then I, like, thought about it for a while because I was unhappy with the name that I had created. And I thought about Eat the Cake and just kind of like, that's the message that I would like to eventually communicate to people is just eat the cake. Because in the end, you might be a healthier person if you just eat the cake and not feel guilty about it and go home and eat a lot of food later because you feel guilty. That's a whole other conversation, and we will address that a little later on another episode. But anyways, eat the cake. It's about moderation and balance. And I mean, throughout the years that I've been in, you know, fitness and, and health and wellness and everything like that. I mean, that's really just the most important thing is just don't feel guilty about it. Just eat it. You'll be fine. Moderation, balance, that's what leads you to a happy, healthy life. Um, and that's what I have discovered throughout many, many years. And even then, knowing that saying and knowing what balance really is and how it's good, it's still hard to follow it, even for me. I mean, we all have our weak moments. We all are human. We are all human. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so this episode is just going to gonna be, it's going to kind of be an intro to myself and kind of how I've gotten here. Because over the years, I've accumulated a lot of experience and knowledge. I don't know everything. I will, I will say that right away. I do not know everything. I don't know the answers to certain things, and that's okay. But I have experienced things firsthand, and I can at least put it out there and, and relate to people and let them know like, Hey, you're not alone in this whole, in this whole thing. There's people that feel just like you feel and people that, you know, do what you do and it's okay. So yeah. Um, so growing up, I, I grew up with four brothers, uh, one older one and three younger oldest is 25. I'm 23. Then there's 21, 19 and 15. And growing up, uh, definitely didn't like them very much at first. And then as we've gotten older, we've gotten a little bit closer and it's been really nice because when I go home now, it's like, all right, I got four best friends waiting for me. Let's spill the tea. Let's go. We just update each other on our lives. We have a blast and it's pretty great. Um, so growing up, like all, all of us were very active kids. Like we were in sports, which people are surprised by that because if, if you know me well enough, you'll know that I was homeschooled like my entire life. And when I was a freshman, that's when I started school. And people are like, you actually played sports? And they're like, oh, you're not weird. They're like, you're not weird for a homeschooler. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. That's such a compliment. That's wonderful. It's great. But no, I don't consider myself a 
well, there, there is a stereotype. And I know what they're talking about, too, because I did know people that were homeschooled that fit the stereotype. And I definitely didn't consider myself that that one. So I ended up be, turning out okay, uh, which I'm very happy about, very grateful for. But yeah, so I was homeschooled. All of us were. Freshman year was my first year in school. And then all my brothers kind of just filtered in. I think my mom, she started like the oldest three out in school and still homeschooled the youngest two. And then she was just like, I'm done. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, at that point, my mom had homeschooled five of us. I mean, the oldest being a sophomore, junior in high school. So, I mean, that's what, that's what, at least, at least 10 years of schooling just one kid. Not, not all five of us. So, she's done. And that's okay. That's fine. Um, some of them played, some of them played sports in high school. I continued to play little league softball. And then I picked up CrossFit when I was about 12. My mom actually got me into CrossFit. And let me tell you, my mom, oh my gosh, superhero to me. Absolute role model, inspiration. My mom and dad dream team, absolute dream team, um, best parents I could have asked for. I mean, no one's perfect, but they did their they did their best given the situation and circumstances. Uh, but like when all of us played softball, baseball during the summer, I mean, they were at every game that they could make it to. Sometimes they weren't at all of mine, but that's because they were at other people's, other kids' games across the across the county or across the who knows where. But they did great. I love them, but my mom, who strongest person I think I know. I mean, she's insane. She, I mean, she raised five kids. She, she worked some of the time, um, as we got older, she, I mean, she showed me what a strong woman should look like because eventually she found CrossFit when she was about 41, I think, cause she had just had my youngest, my youngest brother. And she was not into like, I don't think any fitness at that point or, or eating, well at all and then one day her and a friend I don't even know how it got started but they they joined a CrossFit gym and that's how they met and then I watched my mom's life like transform in the first probably like six months to a year and I would I mean don't get me wrong the first six months to a year I was not a supportive kid um I remember me and my brothers we would like make we would tease her for eating healthy while we ate pizza and then when I started eating healthy later on I did not appreciate that for my brothers, because they would then make fun of me. Not fun. So that was a that was not a good time for me. However, we learned. We learned our lesson. It's okay. But my mom, she I remember the first competition I watched her compete in, and she just I mean, she she won, which was amazing. But I watched her do things that I've never seen her do before, and I was like, oh wow, this is legit. My mom is pretty strong. And that's when I realized, I'm like, all right, we can do the same thing. So then I, I think I had joined at that point, but that's when I started taking it a little bit more seriously. So she got me into it and then I started. And if I had a, the drive at that age to compete and then the tools and resources and people to learn from to compete at that age, I probably would be in a different spot because later on in my CrossFit career, I got that drive to compete, but I didn't have people to teach me or coach me properly. And I was like self-teaching, which you can only get so far by yourself, you know, like you can only do so much by yourself and then you need a coach. But by that time I had moved on from that gym. I had moved on to Fort Wayne to school, things changed. But along the way I did start eating paleo because that was like the big fad back then. My mom did it. I started doing it. And that's when I was introduced to like the nutrition side of fitness and health and wellness. And I started paleo, did it for like two years 
loved it. I was the fittest, quote unquote, fittest that I've ever been in my life um, at that point. And then when I moved gyms, this was right, but this was right before I moved to Fort Wayne. I moved to CrossFit South Bend and I was introduced to the lovely concept of macros and how to manipulate those. And I also took some time off from CrossFit and started like a physique program, some more bodybuilding, and I loved it. Again, I moved on to the next fittest part of my life. And then I moved to Fort Wayne about four years ago. And then I was introduced to a different way of tracking macros. And I was also introduced to just weightlifting versus CrossFit. Because the whole time that I was a CrossFitter, oh, barbell, give me a barbell. That's it. That's all I wanted. All I wanted. But I started a nutrition program challenge thing that we did at Mad Apple and loved that. And I was eating more than I ever had, was losing weight, getting stronger, everything that you look for with a good nutrition program. And it was, it was awesome. And then I started weightlifting paired with that and oh, the gains just piled on. I mean, they were also considered newbie gains to say the least. And then they stopped later on, but we're still getting stronger. We're still there. We're still, we're still grinding. Weightlifting, man. Whew. Let me tell you that thing. That thing is a love hate relationship. Sometimes I love it. I love it. I love the sport, but the grind some days, oh my gosh, you go in. There have been days, there actually was one day I walked into the gym and I stood there and no one was there and I turned around and left. I left. I was like, we're not, not today. Now that was the only time I did that and there were a lot of external factors going on in my life that made me make that decision. Uh, lack of motivation was a big thing there and just overwhelmed with a lot of, you know, those external stresses. But since then we've gotten a, we've gotten a grip. We've gotten a better way of, of handling days like that. Cause there have been days where I'm like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be here. There was one day too, that I think it was like last year. It was like I was coming off of like an elbow injury and I was starting, like starting to train again. And everything I lifted just felt like a thousand pounds and I couldn't even make a 75% snatch. And I like, like ripping off my knee sleeves, like throwing them on the ground. I threw my, I threw my belt and I went outside and I sat down on the ground and I, I cried so hard. And my friend, my, my old coach, Maddie, she like walks around the corner. She's like, are you okay? She goes, are you okay? And I obviously was not. And she, she was so sweet. She kept like telling me, she's like, Hey, she's like, you actually showed up, you know, like most people can't even like deadlift, like 121, blah, 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 blah. She's like, you're doing things that people can't do. Like the words were so kind, but I still, I ended up leaving. I don't know. I think I went on a drive because I had to coach the noon class and it was like 1030 when I left the gym and I was like, we're done. But I had to come back. So like that whole like drive, I'm like recomposing myself. (laughs) to go coach <laughs> then we show up and we coach and we're having a great time and then I didn't even try to lift for the rest of the weekend I was like I'm done well anyways so that's lifting in a nutshell and then you have like great days that like the stars align and everything feels smooth it feels like butter it's snappy you're quick under the bar lockout's good everything's great but those days they're hit or miss. And you usually get a lot of the ones in between, like the good days. They're not great, but they're not bad. You make the lifts, things could be better, but they're good and you're making them and you feel good. So that's really like what I find that matters. 
And again, weightlifting is like one of those things where like you kind of come in and like you could be having the best day of your life. You start lifting and it turns to trash because nothing feels good. And other days you're having the worst mental day of your life. You're like, I'm over this. I don't even want to be here. But you start lifting and then it gets better. And you're like, wow, I actually am okay. And then you're good. So that's the world of lifting, which I've been a part of for about three and a half years. I've done a decent amount of competitions, I think like eight or nine. And oh, my goal is to go to finals, the AO finals, which for my weight class, I have to hit a 180 total, which in a perfect world would be like a hundred kilogram clean and jerk. And then an 80 kilogram snatch. We are about 17 kilos away, which you're like, oh, it's only 17. Well, that's kilos. So it's like, I don't even know how many pounds. It's a lot of pounds. It's a lot. So, but we're, we're getting there. I'm hoping the next like two years, maybe less, maybe less. We'll find out. But yeah, so that's, that's my goal with weightlifting and that's my weightlifting experience. I think personally, every person should do like a year of just weightlifting because you're going to get really strong, really fast. And I think a lot of CrossFitters need that, you know, extra strength. And then once you have that, it transitions so well into CrossFit because I've, I've done a couple CrossFit competitions, even recently. And really the only thing you got to get going is your engine, but you have the strength. So once you have the engine, oh, solid. So there's my two cents on why everyone should do weightlifting for a year. Just try it. Just try it. Also, your form gets better too. Record yourself, watch it, and and just get better. <laughs> just do better. Just get better. Um, so that's my like fitness experience and nutrition experience uh, for the most part. Um, so with that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, my massage career because I am a licensed massage therapist and some of my uh, episodes are going to be more relating to that aspect and just kind of like talk about things that I've seen as a massage therapist which by the way so like in my two and a half years that I've practiced like I say it like oh it's been forever of two and a half years practiced it's really not that long but you you get a lot of the same questions all the time And people have these like misconceptions about massage and like what it is. And also massage a long time ago, when I say, well, I guess a long time ago, maybe like 20, 30 years ago, it was not the same thing that it is today. It has a really bad name back then. You know, you get like those massage parlors, the the word masseuse is tossed around. And I don't like it when people refer to my table as a bed. And there's a whole thing we'll dive into into about that but I just yeah there's some things like bad connotations from back then that like have kind of still they've still stayed since then and they shouldn't because it's a legit career we I mean we take the same classes that nurses take like I took the same anatomy as nurses you know I I learned a lot about things that don't even pertain to my field you know what's really funny actually so I took anatomy twice I took it in high school and I took it in college High school anatomy, that's where it started. I think that's where it started because the body has always fascinated me, but I'd never taken like a legit class on the body. And my my teacher, oh, loved him. He was great. I actually went back to thank him for everything that he taught me like two years ago. And he remembered me too, which was so sweet. There was a whole thing. So my last name's Walton. So Emma Walton is very similar to Emma Watson. And I cannot count how many times like that has gotten like, like miscommunicated somewhere. So it was my, I, I'm a nerd, by the way. 
So uh, it was my awards ceremony, I think senior year, and I got an award for anatomy because, again, I'm a nerd. I think I had over 100% in that class. Just a subtle flex, you know, no big deal. And my, my teacher was the guy that was giving out the awards for the science part of the award ceremony. And even in the program, it said Emma Watson. And I'm like, that's not my last name, Wh- whatever. And then sure enough, my own teacher looks at it and he says, you know, blah, 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 Emma Watson. And I'm like, whatever, but I'm smiling because it's just funny. And so I walk up on stage and my, my, my teacher goes, I'm so sorry. He's like, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and then I just, I said it was okay. And then from that moment on in the hallways and in class, I was Emma Watson always, never just Emma. It was always Emma Watson. So anyways, he remembered me. He's like, oh, Emma Watson. And I was like, yeah, hi, Mr. Jansen. And then I told him, you know, how much his class impacted, you know, my learning. Because at that point I was already practicing and I just told him how much it meant. So anyways, the reason I bring that up is because I learned about the muscles in that class. You want to know what I didn't learn about in college? The one, the one thing The one thing that I needed in my college anatomy class wasn't even talked about. Yeah, I didn't learn about muscles in college. I'm going to be honest. I didn't learn about them. Other than in my massage classes, I didn't learn muscles and anatomy. And like, that's the biggest thing. I learned about the lymphatic system. I learned about the cardiovascular system. I learned about the um, respiratory system. I learned about every system minus the one that I needed. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like I switched campuses like within that semester that I took the two of those. But it sucked because I was like, that was the one thing that I needed. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> so so that was fun. But my point was, is I took I took classes that, you know, nurses are taking whoever was in the medical field was taking these classes. So I know quite a lot about the human body, which brings me back to that point about massage therapy not being what it used to be because you actually get a couple of us massage therapists that know a decent amount about medical information and and medical stuff like we we know what we're talking about just it's a fun field I will be honest with you I love my job I love my job I was actually talking in the gym the other day and someone made a comment about how no one likes their job (laughs) I'm like I got really quiet because I'm like I like my job (laughs) I like my job a lot. It's really fun because you have to like think all the time and you have to always be on it. My job, like you have to focus the entire time that you're working. Like you have to think about which muscles affecting which muscle and what's doing this and what's causing that. And why is this one tight? And why is that one not tight? Why is your pelvis tilted upwards? Why is one side higher than the other one? Why? And then you got to figure it out and then you got to talk. So that's when communication with your client comes into play because it's like, they'll tell me something. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And then they'll tell me something and I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Why? And then you got to like figure it out. And then the more they tell me, the better the session because then I'm able to cater to their needs better. And there you go. And that is my job. Voila. But yeah, practicing for about two and a half years, opened up my own business in 2022. So about mm, eight, nine months ago. And it's been a whirlwind. Best decision I've ever made. However, they do not tell you how to do anything. They don't tell you how to do your taxes. They don't tell you how to open a business or what goes into a business. 
I mean, they tell you, but they don't actually tell you. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, you'll figure it out on your own. And you do. And it sucks because if you're a planner like me, you want to have a game plan and you want to have every day figured out for like the next month. And when you're doing something you've never done before, you can't actually do that because it's like you, you, you physically cannot do that. Oh, well, we've made it and we've spent, it's been very successful so far. Like it's been awesome so far and I would have it no other way. It's just, it's a really, it's a really great opportunity to grow as a person because you're doing things you're uncomfortable with. You're putting yourself out there. And granted, like I was very lucky because I had a lot of my clients follow me from the clinic that I had practiced at. But still, I mean, just to be like 23, opening up your own business. I was 22 when I opened it, if we're being honest. Like a young person. It's just a lot to go through as a, as a person. I mean, any age. But 22? I mean, people my age are like still in college, partying it up, having a blast. I'm over here going to bed at like 10 p.m., up at 7, working my butt off, doing what I do, being who I be. <laughs> And, you know, it's great. So, no, I would have it no other way. No other way. And, yeah, so that's that's kind of like me in a nutshell. Sorry, I went off on some tangents there. So, but that's, I mean, that's who I am. I get a little squirrely and I just kind of go off on my own stories, uh, which we're, there's plenty more stories to come. And I'm excited to share them with everyone. I, uh, it'll be really nice to share all this with everyone. It's just, I don't know. I've always wanted to do it. And now having all the knowledge, oh yeah, I'm a nutrition coach. That's where it started. So I took my precision nutrition level one last, last October actually. And I finished it in about January, February. And throughout those, you know, couple months in that whole course, I learned a lot more about what health really is. I almost missed, sorry, side note. I almost missed the most important part of this, this part of my life, because this is where it all started. So I learned in that class a, a term that they that they call deep health. And deep health is a whole life, whole person take on health. So it's not just looking at one part of their life. It's looking at all the aspects of their life. So like you have your physical, your mental, emotional, there's existential, uh, relational, and I think environmental. Yes. Those six aspects, there might be one more. Um, I, I know that the six were in the book. Those aspects of health go into who you are as a person and your overall health, which was a whole new concept for me. And there's like a little diagram that they give you in the course that you can like fill out, you know, to align like where you think you are in that aspect or in that in that domain. And you can kind of see where you're excelling and then where you're not excelling. And then you can kind of go from there and pinpoint maybe why you're not excelling in a certain domain. And then that snowball effects and can affect other aspects of your life. I know, I know. And, uh, <laughs> and then you start to grow in more areas than just the one that you were attacking in a way. And so I, in that class, I noticed that, you know, your nutrition is just one part of your health. It's not even a domain. It's in your physical health. However, there's more in your physical health than just nutrition. And that's when I realized how important everything really is to a person and why, you know, like, let's give an example, why having a purpose is good for you. You know, you don't want to just be floating, existing every day. You want to have a drive, a purpose, and that makes you a healthier individual. And then they talk about like 
your emotions and how you handle things and how you problem solve. And like, again, all of those goes into your, into your health. And that's where I realized that, you know, fitness and massage all have very similar takes on health and me being, you know, pretty well versed in all of it. I, I realized that all of it tied together so well. And so that's when I decided that I wanted to share my experiences with people and talk about just anything health and wellness related and my, my take on it. it. They're not facts by any means. They're just my experience and my opinion, but you can, it's relatable. You know, I mean, I, I have clients that have talked to me about, you know, nutrition. And when I tell them that I have weak moments too, or, or that I get stuck sometimes, they're like, you actually like are human. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm human. Like I have my, my weak moments. I have my faults, my, my problems. And they're like, so we're not the only ones. And I'm like, absolutely not. You know, people out there struggle with the same problems. Like it, they're very common and there's common ones that I'll discuss and there's least less common ones that I'll also discuss. You know, it's just, it's so, there's so much to talk about. And that's why having this platform now is going to be a fun thing for me because I actually get to share knowledge and experience with people and just, you know shoot the shit, I guess. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so my episodes are going to be released every Monday. Um, and they'll be available on Spotify and I'm going to try to get them on Apple podcast as well. Uh, but Spotify for sure. So, um, eat the cake podcast episode one is officially done. Thank you all for listening to my, uh, my, my thoughts. Thank you for listening to me talk to myself in front of a TV, watching my reflection. I hope you guys know that's exactly what I was doing the entire time. It's very entertaining, to be honest. Um, Very entertaining. Also, Bean says goodbye as well. Um, He will probably be joining us on most of my podcasts. So stay tuned for more Beans. (laughs) That's that's it. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. And I will... I will talk to everybody next Monday. Have a good rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.